This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another exciting and awesome episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson, and with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Stiskel. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good. I am I am both excited and awesome this yeah. night, so that's, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just like that we got an awesome in the beginning. We got an awesome. Now, now I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm right. waking up, so. This is becoming less awesome now that we're talking about the awesome. Don't look at the awesome. <laughs> if you're looking at the awesome, you've lost the game. The awesome also <laughs> stares back at you. <laughs> it's the hypnotoad. Um, God, uh, so we're we're um, kind of so, so we we just got done with our our like sci-fi series, right? And uh, this is kicking of off a new kind of a two-parter. Yeah, that's what we do. Mostly two-parters. Sometimes we throw a three in there, a third one in there, but it seems to be lately now. when someone dies. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that kind of has been our thing lately. Is like, if somebody dies, we throw a, a tribute in there. But you know, it seems to have been a, a already a busy year in that uh, in that well, respect. It's, but it's yeah. funny because this one we got with this review, we got a triple threat, throw a quadruple yeah. if you yeah. think and about the time. Quite a, a lot. lot of yeah. dead yes. comedians. This, but this is too recent. This is the slow and, yet steady progression towards the you know video graveyard podcast. Yeah, maybe we're onto something there. We can yeah. just, uh, or just start branding our tribute episodes, Video Graveyard. I like it. Yeah. But this Only one actually, dead celebrities. Only <laughs> dead, dead comedians. that way yeah. as a tribute episode to actually the director of the film. Um, but but also, you know, to, to many of the cast members who have passed, uh, both recently and not so recently. Um, but yeah, it started off that way, and we ended up pairing it with something else, Um but we'll uh, look at next week. But, but yeah, even even this episode, the movie we're talking about tonight, did start off. You know, was was the idea we came up with based on somebody passing away. So, yeah, um, and I don't know. I mean, we we talked a bit last week about Gilbert Gottfried having just passed away, kind of surprisingly. Like I don't yeah. think anybody expected that right now. Um, I mean, people that knew him supposedly knew all about it, but other than that, it was kept pretty quiet. And yeah, I think to the rest of us, it was definitely a shock. Yeah, yeah, and and it it kind of makes you, and then you know we've also talked about on the on the show, a number of times as well as just our our discussions before recording about like the state of comedy today and how it, it it's changing and how yeah. some people are kicking and screaming and some are going along with it and you know with the flow and the change. Comedy and, is something that always changes. Like oh yeah. You, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And this is our unofficial trigger warning to the movie we're going to watch. No, um, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I think it's it when when you have somebody like Gilbert Gottfried, who he he's he was known for telling raunchy, really over the top jokes, sometimes grotesque. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, he he was never involved in like a scandal. 
it was <laughs> right. you know it was just um, well not not entirely true the uh well okay um, yeah joke that got him fired from aflac and all the you know blacklisted for a little while and the 9-11 joke yeah certainly it was controversial but he wasn't but... showing his penis that's right. what I'm getting at. He wasn't involved off. in like anything other yeah. than his comedy. And I guess you know the same could be said about some comics today like, you know, they're they're controversial because of what they're saying or the jokes they're telling, but you know, it's not like they're that's what they're that's what the argument is. It's not about like them as like a person to other people. It's just like their their style right. of humor and comedy. At least I would hope that's what it is. Um but somebody like Godfrey, you know, like he would push the envelope. If if you said you were offended, he'd be like, "Oh, you think that's offensive?" Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it would, but it was done in almost such a cartoonish way. Um, well, it was he just had more... this whole like persona was built around around his voice and this character that he was, you know. Yeah, you know, but I think you know the, the phrase "punching down" gets brought up a lot. He didn't his his nine eleven joke was poor taste, but it wasn't punching down. Yeah, and I think. I think we we're people were just hypersensitive and probably yeah. for good reason at the time, but but yeah, his joke was it. You know, in, in hindsight, it was really not that cringy. bad. It definitely wasn't punching down. Cringy for the right reasons. Yeah, the... <laughs> he he told it to be cringy. I mean, that he knew. I mean, you knew he knew that. Like <laughs> he yeah. was trying to be the first guy to make a joke about it. Honestly, I mean, and you knew everyone was going to eventually just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and I maybe he had a little bit of a read the room mistake there, but who knows? Well, and you know what? What's the old phrase that that tragedy plus time is comedy, or maybe yeah. it's the other way around? But it's the same point, right? Like comedy is tragedy plus time, um, and then that I think that's true because now people would make nine eleven jokes, and whether you find them find them funny or not, you know, like as a dark humor or whatever, people make them, and it they don't lose careers over them. You know, yeah, well, it fully depends on what the joke is. That's <laughs> like, a big I mean, part. It's too. Like, what what's your intention yeah. with it? And yeah, what's. But and I, I think that it's a decent segue, I guess, into like the movie we're talking about tonight because it's there's jokes in this one that when I was rewatching it, God, this movie would not get made today. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that like in a. Back I mean, in it my would be day, made, but it'd be made by a very specific group of people. It, yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't would be. be. This movie wasn't popular. It wouldn't be more popular <laughs> if it were no. today. <laughs> no. Um, but what we're talking about tonight is who, who involves all these people that we've kind of been like hinting at, um, and and the content that we've also been alluding to is the 1998 American comedy film Dirty Work. Good fire. For anyone who's ever been wrong. What are you doing? I'm through with you. Look like a fucking alarm on a bad day. Don't get mad. Is some jerk making your life miserable? Call the guys. Hello? Dirty work. Who'll help you get even. Okay, settle down, prostitutes. This requires no sex. Well, you got a dead hooker in the trunk. No. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. No job is too dirty. Put away. Your wall is magical, Harry. No duty is too low. The critics agree, Dirty Work is crude. Hey, I think he's got his thumb up that dog. Vulgar. Shut your cake hole, Yoko! Raunchy. You ever had a chick with a beard before? Tasteless. Hey, movie line. How's that looking, baby? He was supposed to keep driving. We hide these fish all over the house, and they'll stink for days. 
Norm McDonald. Smells like fish in here. Is that some sort of signal? You wearing a wire? No. It really does smell like fish in here. Screw these guys what we do to cops. So Dirty Work stars Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang, Jack Warden, uh, Trailer Howard, and Bob Saget. It was directed by Bob Saget. Yep. Um, Directorial debut of Bob yeah. Saget. Yeah. And Christopher MacDonald is, is in here, too, as, as the villain. Um, yeah. So the, the basic concept of this one is uh, Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang are two friends, Mitch and Sam, respectively. Uh, and Sam's dad pops played by jack warden has a heart attack and to get him a new heart they have to start a business and they decide the only thing they're good at is a revenge for hire business there you yes. go there's there's my synopsis this is supposedly as i learned on the wikipedia page today is based loosely based on a short story about Roald doll out of all people called vengeance is mine incorporated uh the, um supposedly they were uh the writers were inspired by both Norm Macdonald and the other writer, Frank uh, Sebastiano, maybe? Mm. How you say it? But mm. Yeah. So based on a Roald Dahl story, which I did not know. Yeah. I would I, not have guessed that. I would <laughs> not either. Um, but, you know, Roald Dahl oh is God. kind of a... Yeah, there's that's a discussion for another time. Um, <laughs> so let's start with you ryan what was your first exposure to this one um i want to say it was fucking it, god it was it had to be on comedy central when i was like younger just mm-hmm. it just happened to be on i forgot most of it um but now seeing it it's just like huh you have a late <laughs> you have a 90s comedy late 90s at this point Starring various SNL cast members and uh, Christopher, uh, was it, what's his last name? McDonald? McDonald, McDonald? yeah. McDonald. Yeah. They're both, both uh, Norm and him are McDonald's, McDonald's. but they're spelled That's why, it, that's yeah. why it, it confused me for a second. Uh, you have Christopher McDonald as a villain. I'm like, ah, oh, this has to be a Happy Madison production, no? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it would have been if it was a couple years later, right? So. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, that's that's my experience with it. Um, yeah, I think what it was is like I recognized Norm Macdonald, which I knew, and then Artie Lane, and I knew them from the Norm Show. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh look, it's a movie with those guys in it, which in itself, and if anyone fucking even remembers the Norm Show, uh, I do vaguely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have I have a very few memories of it, but I remember it being a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What what about you, Eric? When did you first see Dirty Work? Oh, probably somewhat contemporary. I remember a group of my friends, maybe you were even included, Joe, talking about how funny this movie was and great this movie was. A mutual friend of ours, I know for sure, this was like a favorite movie of his for a while. Uh, and it was a while of him talking it up before I actually saw it. <laughs> and... Um, Usually in these cases, especially with comedies, because you hear them like they tell you all about, you know, your friend to like, especially, you know, put put yourself back in being a teenager and how your friend would talk about a movie. Probably tell you most of the good stuff, but it's in there. You've already heard the jokes, but not in the way that they're meant to be heard. You heard it secondhand from your friend or whatever. And uh, 
this one didn't actually disappoint me. I actually found it to be almost just as funny as uh, the reputa- reputation it was given. Only, like, later in life did I find out that this was, like, not a well-loved movie whatsoever. I, I don't know. I always, I, I always really thought this was a funny movie. Not that every joke lands in it, but uh, I thought it, it played played to Norm MacDonald's strengths, which is showing up and being Norm MacDonald. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just... Uh, Gag for Gag, I always thought it was a pretty funny movie. I have seen it many times. I own a copy of it on DVD. It's one of the late 90s comedies that I actually feel like I could still watch and, and get a good laugh out of, because I'm not going to say this is aged any better than the rest of them, but I think a lot of the jokes still land. But anyway, apparently apparently this is proof that my taste in movies, which I'm sure you've all figured out by now, might be a little, middle, little bit skewed, because... Uh, might Apparently no, nobody <laughs> nobody else likes this movie and never did. But anyway, yeah, it's one I liked a lot growing up. Yeah, um, I think I had a similar thing. I remember it coming out, and there some of the people in my circle, you know, of orbit were talking about it and found it funny, and so rented it. And uh, yeah, this is one that it, this is a, 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 a like a trigger comedy. Like if somebody makes a reference to something, I may respond with a line from this. Yeah, because it does have a lot of really good one-liners. I was um, a little bit worried doing a podcast on this show would just become a, a quote-a-thon, and I'm going to try not to do that. So no, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. There's there's a bunch of them, and yeah, this was one when I mentioned to my wife, like, hey, we're, we're reviewing Dirty Work. She's like, cool, let's watch it now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's but. I've talked to so many people that love this movie, and yeah. it's it's really strange that it's just so maligned. Like, and I, I know most of the criteri- the critical response is probably contemporary, so in 1998. But but yeah, I don't know. I think it's gained a little bit of a cult following to the point where yeah. and here's the thing that's going to make anyone who is a fan of this film sad. But to where Bob Saget even just a few years ago at a um, convention was talking about potentially making a sequel and that he had actually had a conversation with Norman about doing it. And then of course <laughs> here we are and they're, they've both yeah. recently passed away and we're not going to get it, but right. We're, I was probably one of, six, one of six people that really wanted that to happen. So I still, well, what's don't... funny is that this has Chris Farley in it. Yeah. And this is one of his last two movie roles. Yeah. This is his, his last final last filmed film performance. Yeah. 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 Like so some stuff came maybe out. Maybe dirty out after work this, is just yeah. killing them all. I'm just. I'm but just saying. And, and also, like some of the Can't best. Kill scenes. Artie Lang apparently. Except for Artie yeah, Lang. Artie yeah, Lang yeah, outlived everyone surprisingly. <laughs> but yeah. Gary Coleman is past. He has a cameo yeah. in this. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Don Rickles. Yeah. Who is who is rather you know elderly? I mean, was, yeah, but, but still like it's. But past recently. Yes. Yeah. Relatively like recently. The last year. Yeah. A lot, lot of people, you know, not to put a hole in the theory, but a lot of people with cameos in this that are still with us and, and active. But, you know, if I wake up tomorrow and John Goodman's passed, I know I'm going to be real. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't oh, even God, say John things Goodman like that. Was, was you really this. shouldn't because, <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how you tempt the universe. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I, yeah, this this is one, like, it, it just keeps popping up but uh, i i did want to bring up there not every joke in this though obviously is is innocent right no, I mean, and works no and this was a, this it's was a, it's a an, late 90s comedy so and it was meant to be r-rated like they filmed an r-rated movie and it got cut to a pg-13 
And supposedly, according to Bob Saget, none of that shit exists anymore, so we're never going to see it. But, um, but yeah, it was supposed to be an already script. In fact, uh, Chevy Chase apparently only agreed to do this movie if they promised not to cut all that stuff out. And then he became very upset with the film with with Bob and Norm and everybody for going along with the studio cuts to make it a PG thirteen movie. But anyway, yeah. apparently, Chevy Chase thought it was really funny in its first its original form. Well, I mean, it's it's a great setup. It's a it's a great setup. Just the whole idea of a revenge revenge for hire. Like you're mm. you get to you know you're gonna have a couple of montages. Um, oh yeah, and, you know it, it's half prime, this movie's a montage. Yeah, it's prime for gimmicks. The, these types, you know, this basic kind of story is is prime for that. Um, but some of but it's very dated in terms of of some of the. The, the gags there's there's a big one which is the the movie theater scene which starts out hilarious you know so these two you get you know mitch and sam they're which, you know uh mcdonald and lang they mm-hmm. trying to find jobs to raise money and so they start working at this movie theater and the manager comes out who's played by don rickles and he just chews their asses out for like five minutes and it's mainly Artie. Mainly Artie. Don Rickles mainly thing, just yeah. fat jokes, yeah. yeah. But but at the same time, you know, calling Artie Lang a baby gorilla is timeless. And <laughs> you're never going to... Nobody can take me that away from me. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, and then the whole, like, why don't you just go find an island or just go live out in the woods and don't bother anybody. <laughs> you know, there's some good Rickles in this. And yeah. then the, the, the punchline to the entire vignette of them working in a movie theater is... Ah, uh, we switched the movie for the big premiere thing with uh, to... a, a gay porn, yeah. and a, yeah. a and everybody's going to run out of there in fear and and you know outrage. Yeah. It it's a very 1998 joke. Yeah, I do. It's a I repeated do find it gay joke though. Funny, not the same type, but there's a lot of those jokes that are like. There's so much the, funny about the situation. Yeah. On, but yeah, I think it's in bad taste. It's like yeah, there's a lot. Of, there there's a number of of you know. And I mean, legitimately, like to like the the proper definition of the term, like homophobic, like the idea of gay is scary. Yeah, and Ryan, yeah. were you saying? So, I'm sorry, I stepped over you, and then. Oh, I was saying like a lot. Kind of that's that's where it was kind of leaning, like kind of like a not all of these jokes, but there is a lot of those jokes yeah. where it's yes. just the whole part um, of the punchline is haha homophobia. Um, yeah. Well, like the um, yeah the the gay dog and the the gay this and the like yeah it's. I don't feel like it's super mean spirited, but certainly gay is the punchline, and that that that's unfortunate. But it's it's also 1998. I and I'm not making excuses for it. I don't think it plays well now. Like, but no. <laughs> but there was a lot of that shit in 1998. And what are you gonna? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that the 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 film thing that is funny, like you know, Men in Black who have sex with each other. <laughs> And like the the dialogue in the film, like the the send up of the porn film is hilarious. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff there, but at the same time, it's like, I don't like that gay is the punchline of the joke, and everyone runs screaming from the theater. It's like, oh gosh, like, yeah, right? Because it could have just been weird, crude sexual acts of un un uh, conventional natures, right? Um, well, but, or, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it welcome know, the to 1998. <laughs> it's almost like the scene kind of neutralizes itself, and it's like there's there's two different kinds of comedy here. One that's kind of funny, and then there's this, and it just the scene kind of falls flat at the end. Um, right. But the the reoccurring bit 
with Chris Farley. <laughs> um, as, as Jimmy, as Jimmy, um, his their their friend from the bar who had his nose <laughs> bitten off by a Vietnamese prostitute or sex worker, excuse me. That's um, not what he says. I think you mean no. a Saigon whore, but Saigon whore, yeah. But it's, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> I love that instant. Like I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I brought shame upon my family. There are uh, some things that I think I, you know, I can know that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And I'm still gonna laugh at him, you know. And um, it's it's Farley's performance. It is, and it's just <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, I'm, I'm, but you can you can just see him on the like on the edge of poor health. Oh God! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's so good still. Like he's just and yeah. he's only in this movie for a couple minutes, and he everything he does is just great. Oh my like, God! When he's, he's ramping up like, the skunks, oh. that's the best part. <laughs> that's my favorite. Sing the song, that boys. Might be my favorite thing in the entire movie, actually. Like, Sing the song, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to believe I don't know how much of that was scripted, but I bet very little of it because knowing how Chris Farley worked. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And we and talked it, about that a lot. We did a whole show. I mean, if you're if you're just started listening and weren't listening back when we did it, go go dig out of our archives. Uh, all available on SoundCloud. But there's a whole show we did on Chris Farley films, and instead of spending a ton of time being you know talking about how much we miss him and what a loss that was. Um, go back and listen to the show but yeah this is just another great example of like what he can bring to something and just the little amount of time he's in it but mm-hmm. yeah though that that fake nose prosthetic was like just the fucking worst <laughs> yeah yeah just not no one put any makeup on it they just threw like whatever the molding clay is and then yeah, like there it. that looks like half a nose like there you go <laughs> well and like just right up to his tip we mentioned chevy chase who who was kind of forgotten that he's in this but you got you we did mention him before he plays dr farthing who's the heart surgeon that can can do the surgery but only if they pay off his gambling debts yeah yeah and fifty thousand dollars this movie does something very well and that's one thing if you if you don't like anything else about this you gotta i feel like you gotta admit this movie does well is it actually and not all comedies do this, plays to the strengths of its cast. Like, that's a great role for Chevy Chase. Yeah. Um, yep. Just like the the bit the bit part that Chris Farley has is a perfect role for Chris Farley. You know, the, the leads are even cast well. Even Artie Lang, like, everybody's just, they play to the strengths of the cast very well. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the whole movie in itself isn't, you can't really go about this thinking about as isn't like a traditional movie. It's kind of just like a sketch comedy mm-hmm. in a movie form. And but all with like a related storyline. Like there's just reoccurring bits that are just reoccurring bits for reoccurring bits' sake, and that's part yeah. of the humor of it. It's, it, <laughs> and it's just like can, that's it's fine to go that way. You can it's see just like, how that's like, how you have to go in, going ab- into it. Absolutely, absolutely. You yeah. can see how like the Happy Madison stuff kind of started doing something similar. Like there's a similarity there at this because I would say like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. And a lot of those early Adam Sandler movies kind of do the same thing. Like, yeah, they a, do. There's a thread here, but you're looking at each scene as its own skit. Um, that's and, where it is. Is yeah. like where the, those that happens a little bit in those movies. This movie's pretty much the like. Why don't we take that and just make the movie like that? <laughs> right, but still continue with a whole bunch of them. Like 
the whole bit yeah. where they're, you know, let's try to make money by the montage, part of the montage, where let's try to make money by eating experimental brownies. And yep. again, yeah. it's a great bit. It, I, I've always thought <laughs> yeah. of it. And it comes it, back. And it comes back. <laughs> the hallucination back. scene is yeah. a, one of my favorites, and, and which Adam Sandler pops up in as Satan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the weird part of this movie that it does, <laughs> the way that it does, like, the whole, like, Chekhov gun situation, like, this movie actually does a very good job with that. It mentions yeah. a thing and then comes back to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, weird enough to say, like, yeah, that, that actually worked out. Though I will say this note. I don't think I've ever watched a movie where I have heard the word whore used so many times. Like, I think there needs to be a word counter for the word whore. Whore and prostitute uh, in this movie, yeah, it's it's up there. If you count prostitute as well, because uh, they say that probably even more times than they say whore. So. Settle down, I don't know, man. Pops, pop, <laughs> pop says You're whore You're counting my loyal army of prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, look, what do you think about Jack Warden's character in this? Like, how well does that age? And we were talking about like some jokes that like they'd work today and some that wouldn't. But what about his it, character? I'm not sure it ages super well but let's not kid ourselves this was a real person that we all knew at one point somebody knew this old man <laughs> well that's what's like, so weird about it is like his his per his character is aged poorly intentionally like even in yeah. this movie he is of poor taste even yeah. norm's He's character frequently yeah yes yeah like only even worse in in some aspects i would say because at least archie Trying to watch these broads work out. <laughs> right. Like, even Archie had, at times, like, moments of, like, a heart of gold. I don't think Pops did. I think Pops no. is just a full-on hound dog. And if they all, the whole idea, the whole premise is, like, yeah, we need to save this man's life. It's like, why? Right. <laughs> it's not Well, necessary. just even the way he goes about everything, like, you know, the way he, he tells Norm's character, uh, Mitch, in the Mitch. movie. That he he's also his father by showing him you know pornographic pictures of him and his mother uh, in a locket, it's like in a locket that he wears yeah. around his neck. See, and you're saying there's no sentimental there. Yeah, but but the, it's, it's the way that Norm fucking delivers it in the classic Norm style because that's it's really like, what it is. Uh, is watching Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, why he's... do you have a picture? That's my mom. You're having sex with my mom. I, I love like, just the exposition dump of like, oh, I just saw something gross and here's what it was. I think the like they do that quite frequently with so many different things, uh, like the, like we mentioned the men men in black who also like to have sex with each other, which was the name of yeah. the whole film. Uh, but I think the best bit for that was the 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 drug scene, the shootout in the mansion oh, where God, they're inside yeah. the mansion that putting is so a bunch good. of fish everywhere, <laughs> trying to like yeah it's gonna smell real bad, smell and they go hide. What's that code? And the whole fucking shot is just them for like five minutes standing there holding fish as you hear this drug deal go horribly wrong because of yeah. the fish smell. And, like, everyone's dead. And all it starts is... starts off with gunshots, and then it escalates. There's a chainsaw. There's a chainsaw? Yeah. There's all these these people yelling these ridiculously, you know, melodramatic, overdramatic lines, like, you know, make your gun yeah. bark like the devil itself. And, oh, he, he's... He, he's dropped his gun and now he's using a chainsaw it's like oh now, now he's using to... my chainsaw, <laughs> he on chainsaw and he's yeah. using it on me like yeah it's, that's it, like it's another that is funny. another favorite scene and it yeah 
it's just that shot of them holding the fish and the looks on their faces. I don't know, like, something about that just floors me. I was cracking up, even now. Like, and I knew it was coming. I've seen this a bunch of times. But, you know. So there's some, like, seriously good comic bits in this. Like, all over the place. And then there's some seriously dated crap that probably belongs back in 1998, and you could leave it there, but... Like with uh, like, like with certain SNL skits, it's like this doesn't there's nothing like fucking outrageous really. It's just like yeah no, no. this is just flat out not not well done. Yeah. But yeah. but fucking uh, unfortunately to unfortunate to say appropriate for the time, which means yeah. it was never appropriate. But people were fine with it. And um, I think you hit the nail on the head with Norm Macdonald in this movie. And I don't know why this movie works so well for him. It's probably just something with the story, you know. Because he's he's being Norm Macdonald and doing what he does, and but somehow the, like he is the least offensive part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if not he actually him, turn, he he yeah. manages to be a decent protagonist in this movie somehow of sorts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean by comparison, like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. He's he's really this might be like Norm's finest hour in a lot of ways because he's really good, even as like. And he's not really that, that he's not really good, but he works really well as the like lead in this movie. And I can't see it really working. And he, he I guess I've never I never saw Screwed, but he was the lead in one other movie called Screwed, um, and supposedly was it's not as good of a film. Although I, apparently I was totally miss you know I totally missed the ball on this one too, and everyone hated this too. But anyway, um, you know, but I don't know I really enjoy norm in this movie i think he's got a lot of really funny really great lines and um yeah it's it's just prime norm mcdonald for me <laughs> you know i i feel like without like despite the christopher mcdonald is the fucking villain thing the other fucking trope that kind of makes this of that like happy madison-esque comedy era like this was before the judd like judd um what is that fuck Abitow. Thank yeah. you. When those comedies started to come in with their over the topness, because that was the next transition, right? With Kevin Smith and then those. Um, mm. I would say is uh, the fucking like n- n- the just boring love interest storyline. Like random yeah. attractive actress that really has no other reason to be there and like somehow has a weird attraction to a creepy character that's the main. It's just like um it's just like that you know that gimmick that whole thing that's just like you don't need to be here (laughs) you don't really contribute to the story i I will say i thought norm's pickup line where he just he didn't catch her name so he just calls her mildred yes until she says why are you calling me that my name's not mildred and he's like oh i just guessed i didn't know your (laughs) name i just guessed (laughs) he goes i I, you forgot my name is kathy not mildred oh no no i never forgot you never told me (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. how it goes yeah yeah i agree that was yeah. that was a good one no the best part actually this is a tangent was when <laughs> i'm sorry it's just that was that happened when they're in the street and it reminded me mm. of the best street scene is where they're driving past the movie theater and he oh, tells that. sam's his friend uh sam played by Artie, to moon them and he's mooning this line and then he just parks the car and walks out <laughs> <laughs> I like goes, Artie Lang when he gets out of the car. It's like, uh, 
he, he was supposed to keep driving. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just goes across the street to go. Yeah, uh, that's actually I think one of the I think that was the that's the best bit for me, followed by the fucking shootout scene. Yeah. Um, wow. I really tangent there for a second. There was no segue into that. I just got really happy to talk about that yeah. bit. <laughs> Sorry. Supposedly there was a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor when they were making this a PG-13 movie rather than R that cut out two or three other prank sequences from the movie. Um, and who knows what, what those were. Uh, according to Chevy Chase, one involved um, donuts and genitals. I'm not sure exactly what a, that... Uh, entailed but it sounds interesting um but yeah so i think unfortunately that the thing that doesn't work about dirty work is that the pranks that they pull are not all that wonderful or clever uh or funny and that kind of slows the movie down at points that would be my one like gripe i think the character stuff works okay like and and you know norm mcdonald has lots of good one-liners and there's you know good good comedians doing their doing their stuff and playing characters that are well suited and uh, generally a funny movie, but when it becomes a prank montage, it's not always its strongest points. And, and honestly, being that that's the the plot of the movie, yeah, perhaps uh, they should have been a bit stronger with that stuff. But. Yeah, there's one in particular with like uh, a sideshow attraction where Rebecca Romaine yeah. plays a, a bearded woman, and she's oh. like an abusive alcoholic to everybody around her. And so yeah. the revenge is simply they somehow get rid of her beard they shave yeah. her beard but they never really even explain how I, like she just wakes up and she's clean like no beard. yeah i liked the setup to that and then it just like yeah it was dull like getting back at her was that wasn't interesting at all so there, there's another bit that i thought and that's was, one of those bits that never came back either yeah right. it probably would have been saved it, if it came back it, it kind of felt like filler um yeah but there, the, there's a bit that i that they do in this that it's it's delicate, but it. I think it's funny, and that's the prison they're, they're, where they go to jail. They get arrested, and they go to jail. It uh, is funny, and it is. I know what you're saying about it being delicate. It's delicate it's, because, but, like, but, it, essentially, it's alluding to like Norm Macdonald being raped in jail. And yeah, but his only responses <laughs> isn't like, "Oh my God, I'm offended," or "Oh, you know, I've been violated." It's just like that's ridiculous. You know what hurts? <laughs> the the lack of respect. Well, the other thing. Well, just, the other thing that hurt the worst. That hurt the you most. Hurts the second worst is the <laughs> lack of respect. Lack of respect. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. That scene just always cracks me up because it's 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 that line. The <laughs> what hurts the worst. <laughs> well, the other thing that, that hurt the worst. But it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe it's, maybe it's really delicate to joke about rape. Obviously, and i hate to say it like applause pulling it off cheers but they kind of did like i feel like you kind of pulled it off without it being you know without it like being mean-spirited or being like a joke about yeah it's i will say here here i'll say that the 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 reaction with the joke the punchline being him treating it as if he just got like a weird little prank like Mm -hmm. you guys Mm -hmm. are just how you should know better. You should grow up. Yeah, that is actually the funniest original. He literally part says "grow up." It. I think <laughs> like grow yeah. up. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like it is kind of like that is not the expected reaction of how like they don't show anything really. No, that, I mean no. by that I mean they don't. In general, this movie doesn't show anything. It tells you, or it has a punchline alluding to a thing that is like an unexpected reaction, like that being one of them. 
Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, that's a fucking. It is a line. <laughs> it is definitely a weird line. But once yeah, again, because it feels at this like time, something that's very wrong. men getting raped in prison was always a joke, and it's constant. That hasn't even fucking stopped. To no, be honest, no, no. no. Um, no. It, it feels like it should cross a line, but it doesn't, and it's still very. It, it's still a funny moment in the film. So I don't know. It's, it is what it is. The reaction is what makes it funny. Yes, uh, I don't think anyone you know is uh, well. Yeah. Okay, I don't think most people will th- think that like prison rape is something that's funny. But yes, the way it's played I, in this movie, it's a very funny scene. <laughs> like this is kind of a side tangent. We can choose whether or not to keep it. But have you guys ever noticed that like when it comes like rape in general is a dark topic, but when it comes to rape against men, it's always played for laughs. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's a very kind of like when you think about it kind of like kind of an uncomfortable kind of unfair situation is it not uh, yeah. yes I, I mean i would say so but yeah. I, I yeah i'm not gonna like take to the streets unfair but yeah i mean right, i see right. it i i can see i, I see what you're talking about um, i certainly think if you want to use this film as an example even in 1998 if this had been a joke about a male female rape it would not land like you can't make a there's no way to really make a joke about that but since it's males raping other males there's something funny about that apparently that we can tap into <laughs> yeah um, or so, or or so. or being sodomized by women on like on, mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. uh without consent like those kind of things it's like huh yeah it's all yeah, over not. like these late 90s early 2000s comedies like the yeah sodomy and male rape and all kinds of stuff that's that's a, Ho- a homophobia a too huge then part of like point just... of humor yep yep, yep. all yeah, the way to sorry. the late 20, 20 like 2000s um whatever the naughties that first decade um with some of the, like the hangover films even we're still making oh, some God, of those yeah. jokes and such yeah. so yeah which yeah. which which brings me i think this is a good segue to my next point Adam Sandler's cameo was awful. Oh, is Satan? <laughs> yeah. We eat the it's pig, just... together we burn. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's funny, just... but it's so weird. And uh, if you try and travel back to 1998 and you try to remember what Adam Sandler was all about, like, that is it. I mean, that's what you that think of him. in 1998 Adam Sandler. Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, he's... The, yeah. the, the, the comedy CDs and... Which yeah. I still find funny, but it's a lot of it's just nostalgic. Oh, there's a couple funny. of those that I, I still yeah don't think about them, you know. But uh, once you met, once you bring them up, I can think about like 14 of them that I think are funny. But yeah, I wouldn't. I don't like have an urge to go listen to them. But like, no, and, and um, the goat just, is not one of them. Kind of an overrated skit. Funny, <laughs> but overrated compared well, to some of the other ones. Yeah, the goat's that's pretty sad. bad. There's a lot of stuff that's pretty yeah. bad, but um, but yeah, no, the Adam Sandler thing is. It it is it's terrible and and kind of funny at the same time. It's so like. it's so bad. It cycled in and kind of yeah. like I kind of enjoy this because of how like painfully weird <laughs> and bad this is. Like he yeah. can't keep it. He's crossing his eyes, but he uncrosses his eyes, and then you see him like go back to crossing his eyes, like in like you see it. He's him also just, laughing. Oh right, I have to do this. He is. Like, it's he like only have, we're like, only like, doing one take. One to take. Do it. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's laughing at himself while he's doing it, and. 
Yeah, um, that whole like hallucination sequence has always cracked me up because uh, just I don't know, just Norm like itching and all red like that, and Artie's just going on like you know. I think I feel a little itch, and you see him, and he's and then the the Gary Coleman thing, and I don't know, it's it's pretty funny. Just the blistering fucking rash that Norm has <laughs> yeah. on his face and the sweats, and he's the one driving, which is probably the worst thing. <laughs> Just yeah. Uh, apparently, like Howard said, Stern a... was supposed to be Satan. So yeah, I read that. Just to, I think just today, but yep, that was offered to it's Howard probably... Stern. But it makes sense for Adam, like for to be in that i guess but i yeah. i don't know it would have been interesting to see uh howard stern as the role but uh that adam sandler bit like i don't know what it is it's so fucking small it's so small so stupid but somehow it, like i just enjoy, I, I enjoy it, it for its ridiculousness puts in a nutshell everything that's obnoxious and great about adam sandler and yes i just did say great unfortunately but, mm-hmm. but like everything that high, works about moments yeah like it, yeah. it just like in one little moment it kind of encapsulates that both sides of him yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no and i'm not a yeah. sandler hater I, I i'm not a huge fan either necessarily but i've, I've enjoyed him in things before so yeah, yeah. he's well, like a micro dose you can enjoy him in yeah. small <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> or the right movie you know it's like well, Which and, we never we never ended up doing punch drunk love. Someday we'll have to do that. Yes, one, yeah, that's definitely. Or we'll just make it a reoccurring inside joke where we always say we're going to do punch drunk love and never actually do it. <laughs> that could be the case. Sorry, as we well. couldn't fit Matt. Damon that's how in. we end the series. We end the series <laughs> yeah. with love, punch drunk love. But you know, I I, I want to talk a little bit if it's okay about Bob Saget because um, this oh, was absolutely. his directorial debut, and he only did two directed two other movies after this: Farce of the Penguins, which is the it was a direct-to-video mm, yeah. parody of, of March of the Penguins in 2007. And then in 2018, um, Benjamin, which he, he um, directed and produced as well. Uh, but this this was his first directorial uh, role, really. Um, yeah. This was right after and he I, did Half-Baked. Yeah, I feel like comedies are, are, are hard, right? Good comedies are... Um, actually more fewer they're even fewer and farther between than good horror films like it, it's just like it's a really hard thing to do because you have to kind of tap into to have a successful comedy for you know everybody it goes out to everybody in our country obviously a very you know cultural differences geographical differences whatever and to make a successful comedy you have to find something in there to appeal to like all of those people i feel like this movie actually if you're in 1998 does a fairly good job at that. Apparently, critics didn't agree with me, but uh, I think it's they actually... They never do, Eric. Don't yeah, listen. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I don't know. Like I feel like you got to give some credit to the director and and, and Bob Saget being a um, comedian himself, I'm sure, helps with that, but um, it's... I feel like the comedy, you know, when it works, it really works here. Not everything lands, but that happens. Um it's definitely for, my, for people who can appreciate the the humor of the '90s, hmm. and understand which, I mean, for what it is. Let's be honest; these are all '90s comedians that are you yeah. know, doing this movie. So if you're going back and finding this thing now, I mean, whether I mean, unless we talked you into watching it, but um, yeah, I mean, you, I think you got you're probably carrying in an interest in that in the first place because I don't think you know random 
Gen Z kids are going out and finding dirty work right now. But no, but I, I agree. That's a very weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any Gen Z kids out there looking for dirty work. Well, huh. they are. Give me a, no, don't no. add that well, to with the, the rise of things like OnlyFans. I would argue against that point. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans is for anyone now. So just so you know. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you brought, glad you brought that up because I was going to pitch the Video Junkyard pa- Podcast OnlyFans page. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that. Nah, I, I you don't. think this movie says the word prostitutes and whores a lot? It does. It does. We don't say any of that. We we're yeah, more tasteful than that. <clears throat> well, I guess we could just rewatch the movie when Norm Macdonald says, "Settle down, prostitutes." We can go. Okay. <laughs> that's how, that, that's that's when it becomes a drinking game i think that's right yeah you i think you could time. you could uh, every time the word game. uh prostitute is used whore is used or if you see a prostitute you'd be dead you would die right. of alcohol poisoning and when you hear the phrase whore heaven you have to finish your drink no. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I guess before we um down and get in, into, into <laughs> final thoughts and grades I, I wanted to do one quick go around and um what favorite line on the spot favorite line ryan do you have one why would you start with you guys watched it at least buy me some time to think of one <laughs> just throw me to the wolves uh fuck i don't know it's not a lot i don't have a favorite line i just have a favorite skit and it's the moon in them and he's okay. just like he was supposed to stop or no he was supposed to keep going <laughs> yeah you're supposed to keep driving i i would say that's it oh god there are so many and like i the way my brain works because i haven't figured this out yet but the second i'm asked a question like I, i've been quoting lines throughout this entire episode the second you go hey what's your favorite line my mind goes Bleh, like nothing um, but off the top <laughs> or of my, maybe the Adam like, Sandler one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know the uh, line. Off the top of my head, I have to say the uh, the entire Chris Farley "psych the skunks up" speech. Yes, one of my favorite <laughs> things in the land of the blind. The, the one-eyed man is king, but in the land of the skunk. <laughs> The man with half a nose is king. And then just like the sing the song. <laughs> sing the sing song, the song. Boy. Uh another great Chris Farley line. I don't know why. And again, it's gonna be it's it's certainly dated and it uses the the word of the hour, but um when he uh, when he sees the, the whore that bit his nose off and he's that's the high psychot whore that bit my nose off and then runs after her and's like time to pay the fiddler whore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. I, I'm not even gonna oh. try to deliver it like Chris Farley, by the way, because you know, well, that, audio levels first of all. But yeah, you wake up your all. kids. Why is Danny? <laughs> Time to put the fiddler <laughs> whore in the basement. What are you um, doing down there? Yeah. Um, oh so yeah, that obviously speaks to Chris Farley's strength. But Norm's got a bunch of really good one-liners in this movie. Lots of funny, like note to selves. Lots of not funny note to selves as well. But it, it when it works, it works. Um. Uh, Chevy Chase actually has some really great lines. His like uh, bookie suppositions, like why is it that when a when a a bookie, like, let's say a bookie, like uh, wants to, I don't know, throw you from a moving vehicle, like or, I don't know, I, I can't I can't think of one. Oh, why is it when, when they break still your ask legs. you to pay the money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah still, you have to... still owe money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's unfair. got he's got some great like. I honestly, I think really like 
prime Chevy Chase stuff in this movie. So, or like, can yeah, we pay you in installments? And he nods and just think goes, it no. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would say uh, so. Like my my first runner up is pops saying we didn't we didn't have all these fancy methods of birth control when i was your age <laughs> like pulling out oh god yeah that's um, a favorite too. like pulling out still one of my favorites but i think the ultimate favorite quick and it's such a simple gag it's when mitch and sam are up on the roof and you like you see the stars and they're looking up there and they're oh, like yeah. this like kind of a deep moment about like their existence in the universe and you hear a guy from underneath going hey what the hell and he goes oh my god are you pissing and Hardy Lang goes kind of <laughs> are you pissing off the roof kind of <laughs> and when the guy comes back on top of the roof and, yeah. he, sees it and he goes wow that's pee? a lot of piss yeah it's like <laughs> covered in like piss. five gallons <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. such a simple, stupid gag, but it's it's hilarious. Um, I think that's the best. Some of the best stuff in here is just simple, stupid, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've also um, I also always really enjoyed the the, and this was more from maybe a vindictive like, I would love to play this prank on some some frat guys, but I always liked the the prank they played on the frat guys with the cops, like hello, real a, cops. Hello, yeah. There's there's some fake cops going around to parties, so you know don't fall for it. And then yeah, calling the cops and yep, I'm getting them to I, start. And... I swear I could see like you know certain certain people I've known in my life falling for that one. So oh yeah, totally, That's a... totally. And I, I wanted to take a brief minute and mention Christopher McDonald. We kind of keep mentioning like oh he's oh, the yeah. villain. For some reason, even though I've seen this movie like a million times, and I've also seen um, Happy Gilmore more times than I can remember, Shooter McGavin. I I I get because it's essentially the same character. Yes, one's yeah. a golfer and one's got a chihuahua. I mean, let's and I'm like I'm not you know going to cut down on Christopher McDonald here, but let, everything no. I've ever seen him in is essentially he's playing that that character. But same with Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. Not to joke, no. <laughs> that would be terrible. Or would it be the greatest thing ever? But I, yeah, I keep, I, so I keep thinking like, when, wait, is that is that something he says in this movie or the other movie? Because it's so common. Yeah. Similar, but you know, he's there's a lot of like fun little side characters in this one. He's one of them. Uh, Mr. Kirkpatrick, the landlord, is always threatening oh, to punch yeah. people in the stomach. Punch you in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, well, if that ever comes up, that, that's Sam's department. He's like, yeah, that's my department. Yeah. So, uh, like, all these little side characters are fun in small doses. Which, which, by the way, Ryan, that's another really good uh, joke that comes back later. The punch you in the stomach thing. Yep. uh, Yep. Yep. It is. I was thinking the exact same thing, actually. Just randomly punches him in the stomach. (laughs) Why didn't he punch you? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh I just I have just realized at the end of getting towards the end of this dirty work episode that this is probably the movie I have the most memorized out of anything we've covered on this show because I just keep I just keep repeating random lines from it. So I, I think this and Cannibal. I think I've seen this the yeah. most times. Oh yeah. Oh that one. Joe and I doing Cam Cannibal was a bit of a. What it, 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 speaking of Chris Farley it reminded me a little bit of the Chris Farley show sketch on Saturday Night Live because yeah. we would just kind of be like hey, yeah you remember that part where oh yeah that was hilarious like, that's yeah, why we were counting on you Ryan because you're the only one who hadn't <laughs> seen it yet so we were like <laughs> Joe is very let down by you not making like, it through no! the first scene of that movie we're just going to quote the whole movie for an episode and we did 
Yeah, I thought that would be what this is too, and it's only been about seventy percent that, so that's good. Well, I think well, we're one of us looking... has to actually review it. Well, just <laughs> <laughs> one too. We're kind of looking back at it at the time it came out, and there's kind of some more association with with pop culture at the time. I mean, you you get semi charmed kind of life playing in this movie at the very oh end yeah. Of it. It's like yeah, like every overplayed '90s pop song was in this movie. It, I they might have spent more money on the soundtrack of this thing than they did the movie itself, but yeah. But you know, if you really think about this movie in in a big picture, you for its time, you have some. It's a pretty cool assemblage of what American pop comedy was at the time. You you know, you've got Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang, who were kind of this is when they were popular. You've got Jack Warden, Chevy Chase, and Don Rickles, who were kind of the older generation of comedians, or you know. And, and, and comedy stars. And then you've got kind of names but not faces, you know, with like David Kutchner, who has a small bit in this one. You know, Chris Farley, who is, well, this was at the end of the Chris Farley thing. But, you know, it's, so it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice big broad image because you're after this, Artie Lang became really popular on a recurring guest on Howard Stern. Yeah, yep. And just shortly after this, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, Norm. I think Howard Stern was originally offered the role of Satan in the uh, hallucination scenes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, we was... brought that up earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he was too busy reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Well, David Kutchner's. I, I just thought of another great another line that takes way too explana- too much explanation to get to, <laughs> but I might as well uh, do it. Is plays a car dealer uh, that. Uh, the romantic interest um, works for, and Norm decides to get back at him by uh, uh, on his live television commercial, packing his cars full of uh, what appears to be dead prostitutes, which is where we get most of our whore, hooker, and prostitute mentions. Another scene where we get many of those, I should say. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just They're uh, one of them that always just cracked me up, and it's just one of Norm's little like one-liner things. Is the the trunks keep popping up, and there's these dead hookers and all the in all the trunks and whatever, and and David Kutcher's like, no, these are good cars. These cars are fully loaded. And Norm <laughs> yeah, just says, yeah, fully loaded with dead hookers. <laughs> I don't know, just one of them that always gets me. So. Well, that's followed with the I've never seen so many dead hookers in my life, and the God one guy in the audience goes, God knows I have. Yeah, which is really guy, fucked up. The dude that says that line is a person that is literally in every Happy Madison movie for like a one liner, and I have no idea what the guy's name is or who he is, but he's like pops he up a, in like every one of those things. More than Schneider does, so he has a character name. Yeah, like does creepy he? Pete or something like mm-hmm. that, or I don't know what it's called. It's not showing it. Yeah. On the Wikipedia, unfortunately. So it's another tie to Happy Madison. And, and, and had this been a year later, Happy Madison was incorporated one year after this, so in 1999. I'm sure this would have been a Happy Madison production had it been one year later, but, yeah. Well, and then there's also the two homeless characters played by Fred Wolf, who's one of the writers. There's three homeless a, characers. Well, there's... Oh, to the talk. Another favorite moment. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, though. But I was going to say, you've got um, Fred Wolf and uh, Jim Downey, who's also, if you remember, he's from, uh, everybody remembers him from Billy Madison as the um, the quiz show 
mm-hmm. host. Um, and then who's the third? Um, I can't think of him right now. Who plays the third um, homeless person on this one? But yeah, Fred Wolf and, and Jim Downey both are pretty friggin' hilarious in this. Yeah, especially in the scene uh, when they're at the opera house. And Fred Wolf is just going up and down the road saying, excuse me, the people, and farting on them. Um, yeah, like, oh, I must smell pretty bad. And, yeah, and I farted. Yeah, well, that was from before. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of funny, too. Yeah, the the part that I, lo- that I absolutely love with the homeless guys is the uh, the sentimental speeches. Or it starts yeah. to zoom in on Here's your two dollars. Yeah, it's just normal. Here's your two dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then the second one where they all ditch him, he's just standing there by himself like, oh, wait up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are good, too. So. Simple shit like that yeah. is the funniest stuff in here. Like, and I think that's one of the things I like about this one is, like, the filler works. Just is, The filler actually works better in some cases than some of the jokes. When the, when the, when the big jokes don't land, the filler picks up for them. Yeah. The homeless so. guy is high-fiving, and he's like, I was so excited, I almost shit my pants. And then he high-fives, and he goes, almost. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I've seen this movie too many times. Yeah. Okay. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Before we quote the entire thing, uh, Ryan, yeah. let's start I feel with like you. I'm a guy at the job site. <laughs> Yeah, and next like the time majority we will of just... our break has been wasted on the two guys talking about the film that they really enjoyed and like we're not getting any work done. Yeah, <laughs> next time we will just we will just speak the movie verbatim. <laughs> so pretty much. In fact, that, that's yeah. the bonus content. Uh, Joe and Eric were <laughs> like by themselves reenact the entire movie as an audio play. Uh, if you join our Patreon, that's the twenty dollars. If, if enough, payment. if if. Ten people join our Patreon in the next week. I will do it. So. Oh my God! If yes, if anyone <laughs> listened to this, I will hold them to it. <laughs> we will even let Ryan play every prostitute in the movie. So I will do it. <laughs> oh, God. and let me be the Adam Sandler bit. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Well, Ryan. Let's start with you. Do you have any final thoughts on a grade on Dirty Work? I mean, this movie, the humor for it is definitely geared towards, you know, men in, that grew up in the 90s who were, like, teenagers or older, like, early 20s, and really appreciated 90s SNL skit humor. Um, as, a, as, a, as an 8-year-old at that time that this movie came out, I can appreciate that. <laughs> uh but i mean that's what it is that's what it is and it's fine that it's that that like that's exactly what this kind of does this movie is not going to be great for people who are gen zers but that's fine it wasn't made for them anyways it was pretty much for you know older fucking people or at that time or the demographic i mentioned and if you want if you're that person who wants that kind of nostalgic kick yeah this movie fucking works great for that <laughs> like this movie's fine with it it has its issues but nothing like outrageous. Nothing that's like, uh, I don't want to say cancel culture, canceling. I mean, most of these people are fucking dead. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's a weird fucking thought. But it is like prime Norm Macdonald, and it's like I can't deny. Like, yeah, this this is good. This is good Norm Macdonald. I did enjoy bits. There are bits that I find funny. 
given I also grew up at this time and enjoyed the same shit. So it's just yeah. like I that what makes it difficult. It's just like oh I I agree, but I also know the other part of the the part that grew up in the time that we are now. It's like I also see where this is problematic, but I mean that's fine. Um, and I like it's it's it, I think it's I think it's a good nostalgic piece. Like I'm I get why you guys like it. I can share in that, despite the fact that I wasn't showing the same level of enthusiasm and excitement as you guys. <laughs> but I also didn't have anyone to share this with. For you two, this is very much, hey, remember this thing? I mean, even your part respected partners, at least on Joe's end, mm-hmm. share it. Me? Yeah. I saw this once on Comedy Central by myself. I, In fact, I think my dad would probably see this and enjoy it, and we could have a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I give an honest thing i would say uh i would generously give this a c plus uh like regardless of how well things kind of aged and stuff and i think that's fine like mm-hmm. it, it, there's enjoyment to be had there if you like this sense of humor there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. yeah cool all right uh eric what do you think yeah and i i would echo a few points that ryan made and that this is certainly made for us being you know joe and i people our age like this movie was made for our teenage humor style this late 90s kind of thing so there is a certain like a nostalgic attachment to it i guess a little bit even though i can see where stuff's dated and and, and certainly there are some stuff here that's like yeah that would not happen in a movie today it's it's maybe perhaps even a bit inappropriate but you know it was was what it was in 1998 but i also think when compared with other comedy films in 1998 this one for me has had like a larger staying power there's still more stuff here that's funny than like a lot of other like what and we didn't bring it up much. I joked that we were probably going to bring up a lot about when we reviewed Deuce Bigelow, but I went back to that one and and, and not that it was totally devoid of laughs. I'm not going to lie, like I didn't laugh at all at Deuce Bigelow because I did every once in a while. But in general, that was not a very pleasurable return to a movie. Oh yeah, I would rewatch this in a heartbeat over and Deuce. This <laughs> just actually has me laughing, you know, much more often than something like that. So these those are somewhat contemporary films. And, uh, you know, some of the different humor, humor styles as well. And I think this is a superior comedy film. I just think it's funnier. I think there's better stuff going on. And I think, I, I just think like it's got a great cast and, and they're doing what they do best. Uh, it's not what I would call a good movie, quote unquote. Like I wouldn't necessarily like, you know, somebody sits me down and like, what's your, you know, you're into cinema. What's your favorite movie? I'm probably not going to pull out dirty work first, but, um, you know, it's, it's a classic in a way. It's a kind of a, a trashy late '90s comedy that works and still funny even even now, to me it's at got least. It's charm. Like, yeah. 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 Deuce um, doesn't. When I you think, mentioned Deuce. It made me kind yeah. of question my fucking like. St- I should have brought up Deuce earlier. <laughs> even some other ones that people like will compare this to. Even some of the early Happy Madison stuff, like you know Happy Gilmore, um, uh, or Billy Madison. Um, some of the other movies that have like most of these same people in them, I think this one to me still plays better than than those. I don't know. It's a uh, must be. It's just something about That's it. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. For me, uh, there's lots of comedies I, I, of that era that kind of had some of the same issues. I think this one, gag for gag, is a funnier movie. So for me, that makes it successful. Um, certainly didn't agree, uh, with that 14% Rotten Tomatoes score that's still sitting there, but I'm going to give this one a B and I fully admit that some of that is nostalgia, but I do think it's a funnier movie than a lot of its peers. So, yeah, I, th- I think if you keep in mind that as we, we kind of said at the beginning of the episode, the comedy keeps changing over time. 
as it's supposed to because it's a reflection of what people find amusing and of course there's always going to be people that push the envelope um but we're looking at mainstream comedy like what do 12 year olds find funny particularly 12 year old boys in, in in some cases which is a problem in and of itself but this is what was being put out as mainstream comedy in 1998 and I think so mainstream that it unimpressed a lot of critics because a lot of the stuff was like the jokes just are bland. Like, but as somebody who was, well, I wasn't that young. I was a little bit older at that time. I still thought it was pretty goddamn funny. Um, yeah, some of the jokes in this one do not work well today. But if I think back of some other comedies, in, in you know, that, that still are kind of acclaimed, things like Caddyshack, there's jokes in Caddyshack that don't work today. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's jokes in Ghostbusters that wouldn't really work today, that would be a yeah. little no, this, questionable. This movie doesn't do jokes that are like outrageous. It's like it's on par with everything else at this time it, or earlier. Exactly. Yeah. So what I give this one credit for is, you know, if you compare this to something that came out a year or so later, like American Pie, this has a lot fewer problems. <laughs> yeah compared to something like that, which spawned numerous sequels. And so, if anything, this movie failed in its time because it was considered too tame and, like, just dumb. Um, <laughs> but today, we're looking back going, you know, it's got some questionable parts. Overall, though, the, the parts that aren't questionable, like the peeing off the roof gag and the, <laughs> the you know, the, the calling the fake, you know, fake cops, real cops thing. Um, yeah, those are funny bits it's got some really lame ones too honestly i couldn't have given a bigger or given a smaller shit about the apartment getting trashed it just was kind of a didn't do anything um yeah. even the, the even the whole opera thing joke. at the end is kind of lame i'll give it you right. know like the, the skunks are the funniest part like the big reveal thing like oh we're gonna have pops in a viking helmet walking around stage harassing a woman where she's clearly uncomfortable and that's part of the joke it's like this is dumb. The guy in the audience who's like, oh my god, this is so brilliant how, how in-depth they're... <laughs> that's, that's funnier fun. than yeah. the whole climax bit. So Brilliant! Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not like the perfectly written comedy, but it is a nice little time capsule. A, a, a relatively safe time capsule from like yeah. 1998. And for that, and of course, yep, yeah, the nostalgia is, is there. The member berries are fully ripened. Norm Macdonald uh, and Bob Saget, especially, well, and Chris Farley. Well, I mean, I think it's the trifecta because they both contribute hell of a lot of, of, of laughs to this one. It's, yeah, it, it, this this one kind of gets a special place. So I'm going to go with a B as well. But um, we would also love to hear what any of our listeners think of Dirty Work. Or do you have a favorite Norm Macdonald joke or a favorite Chris Farley bit in a movie? We'd always love to hear those. I personally think that norm mcdonald's grasshopper joke is one of the greatest fucking things i've ever heard um <laughs> and if you haven't heard it oh my god google that it's yeah, so google that it's just great it's clean but you don't have to go blue all the time right it, it was just it's awesome anyway we would love to hear what any of our listeners think about this or any of the other uh films that we've talked about or if you have any suggestions please feel free to send any of those questions comments criticisms witticisms to the video junkier podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at video junk pod or on facebook at the main video junkier podcast page if you write it we'll read it and we would love to hear from you and uh, if you want to hear Joe and I uh, do an audio drama 
of the entire movie of Dirty Work, you've got to get over this week to the Patreon page mm-hmm. at video, or patreon.com/slash Got any money? And uh, sign up to become one of the Video Junkyard Podcast family. Uh, any donations you do make on the Patreon page do go straight back into producing the podcast. And uh, either way, whether you donate or not, we appreciate you being here. And uh, coming up on the podcast, next week we have another uh, raunchy 90s comedy. We'll see if this one has aged as well. We're going to check out PCU. Uh, Following that, I believe we're going to be looking at some Nicolas Cage movies, some Kung Fu movies. Got a lot of good stuff coming up on the podcast. Um, Come back and check that out. And uh, one thing I always neglect to mention is we do have uh, almost 200 shows now, so feel... Um, feel free to check out our SoundCloud page and scan back through the, uh, you know, um, episodes from years past now. And uh, we've mentioned the Chris Farley one that relates to this episode of 90s Comedies Are Your Thing. That's a good one to check out. But, uh, yeah, lots of episodes, lots of movies, lots of different kinds of stuff we've covered in the past. So lots of stuff to look at. It's all hosted on our SoundCloud page. So, yeah, feel free to check that out. If you have any favorites, let us know. I'm thinking about getting a Throwback Thursday thing going. So. That's right. We we really hope that people do check out that Patreon page because not just to sweeten the deal here, not only would you hear Eric and I recite the entire movie of Dirty Work, but you would also get Ryan reciting every prostitute part, and that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> and, and, Satan. and Satan, and Satan, <laughs> and pretty much anybody else in the movie. So please feel free to check that out. I want a special thank you to our listeners. Uh, We hope that you've enjoyed your time with us. And you continue to because, hey, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, And we hope that you continue to uh, enjoy the show and share it around with people that you think would also like to hear three guys um, quote movies. But until (laughs) next time, we hope you do join us next time. This is the Video Junk Air Podcast, and I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. Release the montage of horrors. These are nice cars. These are luxury automobiles. I got a whole place. They're fully loaded. They're loaded with dead hookers. Seeing things. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>